Hello and welcome to the Teach On, Teach Strong podcast. I know many of you are soon to be wrapping up the school year if you haven't already. I've still got ages to go yet. I don't break up till the end of July, so pray for me. But today's episode is all about how you can keep your students motivated at the end of the school year, but also not send them completely cray cray, you know. It's a fine art balancing the two, I've found. So I'm going to share with you my top tips today. I am still, I'm looking ahead to what will be for me, but hopefully if you are wrapping up soon, this isn't too late and you can use some of these tips. Okay, so first of all, contrary to popular belief, I'm going to say a big fat no to the countdown craze. Although, yeah, it's kind of cute and we're all counting down the days as teachers, I feel like encouraging the kids to do that can send off a whole negative chain reaction sometimes. First of all, if you think about it, a countdown means the end is nigh, obviously. And so that will send kids into a frenzy. They'll mentally start switching off and it's, you know, hello behavior problems all the way until the end. And another thing to be aware of is that for kids, school is actually stability. As much as everyone says they hate it, it is a stable place to be. They've got clear routines, they've got clear expectations, and people generally feel safe in those kinds of environments, right? Well, knowing that it's coming to an end can start to freak some kids out, especially if they don't have that stability at home or if they just really thrive in structured environments. Knowing that that's going to end can send them into a panic. I've seen it, you know, it's it's quite heartbreaking to watch really because it's out of their control. Sometimes I don't even realise why they are reacting the way they are. They just start changing and, and getting all unstable. And I think those countdowns trigger that. I just, I don't think it's necessary. I really want to delay those feelings of anxiety for students for as long as possible. If we want to count down, that's fine. You count down all you want. I do. <laughs> I count. I know how many days I've got left, but I don't share that with kids. As far as the kids know, I'm still happy to be there. I'm still going. We're still learning. We've got things to do. It's not the end until it's the end, right? So that's just my view on that. Secondly, I would also say hold off on the games and the chocolates and the sweets This is especially true for all my secondary teachers out there who have various classes throughout the day. You know, you get kids that come to you and you send them off. I cannot tell you how much it irks me when kids come to my lesson all pumped up from playing games and eating sweets in their previous lesson. Not to mention, they then expect that from me too. Like, miss, we're playing games today, but school's ending soon. This teacher played games with us. How much of a struggle is it going to be for me now to get my lesson done? Because I've got work to do. We're not playing games here. We've got lessons to learn. And suddenly, I'm now the mean teacher making them learn when others are just playing games and stuffing them with treats. No, not me. I like to keep the routine going until the end. I find it helps with behaviour and stability and it helps them value that what we're doing is really important. I'm not just here babysitting you, you're learning. You're here for an important reason. So yeah, that's from my point of view, but when you send kids off and they're all hyped up and rowdy, you know, it's just not fair to the next teacher. And it is, I have seen it firsthand. They literally come bouncing down the corridors, yelling and screaming because they're so hyped up. 
And it's just not fun. It's not a nice way to end the year. It's just constant crowd control by that point. And they sort of go a bit wild and feral. So I would hold off on all that stuff, the out of the ordinary routine things until right at the very end. Call me the Grinch if you want, but my interest is in making sure that everyone is safe and happy and things are consistent. You can still have fun, but try and stay within the regular routine so that they don't come to expect it from everyone else as well. Okay, and finally, some great end of the year activities. So there are loads of things that you can do to celebrate the end of the year. I personally like to kind of do that in a reflective way. You know, I'm all about the personal development journey here with teachers, but I also do a lot of that with my students and a lot of character development. So I like to be reflective and I like to encourage my students to think about their whole year and what they've learned and some fun experiences they've had and just leave feeling really positive about school rather than counting down, hurry up, get the hell out of here, let's go. It's more, let's celebrate what we've done. Let's bond, let's kind of reflect on what we've done and what we've learned and the life that we've had this year. So that's kind of the focus I like to go down. So I've got two resources that I'm gonna share with you and both of them are available for download on TPT or my site, teachersresourceforce.com if you're interested. But the two I'm going to talk about is one is a reflection journal and it's ideal for encouraging a nice calm classroom while actually enjoying time with your class and bonding and reflecting on the good times and what they've learned this year. Now, I personally use this with my tutor group every year, but you can do it with any lesson. It doesn't have to be a particular class. It's just a nice way to end off the year. And each page in the booklet has, it's like a colouring page with a range of different reflection prompts, which makes just a lovely little memory booklet and almost a yearbook type resource because there's a page in there for autographs and comments from their peers as well. And it's just a nice little keepsake for them. Also, you don't have to staple them together. You can make bulletin board out of them too. So what we do sometimes is we take just a few of the pages and instead of putting them in the book, we just leave them as single sheets and then display them up on the board for the last few weeks. I found that really helps build class community because everyone's work is featured there. And it also sends a really great message to the younger students because they can learn what these guys, the older ones, have learnt so far this year. And it's just, it's kind of a nice way to bring the whole school together. Another one of my favourite activities, I usually save for the last day and it's kind of a Jenga style reflection game. And I love this one. All you need are a set of Jenga blocks. I've purchased ones from Amazon because they are different colours blocks, which makes my game work better. But if you just put stickers on the end of wooden blocks, it works just fine. Also, if you have enough sets for like group work, then that's also really cool because then they can work in individual groups. But honestly, one Jenga set can be used for a whole class just fine. That's what I generally do. So... I created an interactive PowerPoint that you can use and it just kind of makes it feel a bit more game show-like and it's kind of fun. So I split my class into two if you're doing just one Jenga block set. So I split my class into two and they're playing kind of team half a class against another half a class. And then each student will come to the front, one from each side of the team. They'll come, they'll select a colour that they want to pull out from the blocks. Okay, and there are six colours to choose from and each colour has got a different category. So we've got things like favourite memories, subjects, gratitude and wellness, growth mindset, friendship, community, all these kinds of things. 
and they'll pick it, they'll answer the question, and if they're able to pull out the block successfully, then they can get a point. It's up to you how you want to do it. If you don't, if you want to make it competition, you can do it with points. If you don't and you just want to make it a fun activity, don't keep score and just have each side have a go each. But there's enough for every kid in the class. There are 54 questions in there, so everyone can have a go. And it's just such a lovely team building activity because students are enjoying the tension of the game of Jenga. Like, oh my God, don't drop the tower. <laughs> Be careful. <laughs> While they're sharing personal stories and reflecting on the year. And it's just such a lovely way to bond as a group and encourage them to think back really fondly of the year that they've had. And I much prefer bonding games over, you know, throwing chocolate at them and letting them run wild. <laughs> it doesn't wash with me, I can't. It's much more meaningful and respectful ending to the era, really, that they've had and making them feel positive about school, you know. So those are kind of two reflective ways I like to end the year more than just, you know, having free time on the computer or something like that. It's, it's, a, it's just a nice respectful way to end the year. And I, I found that really works. So that will last you for years. You can use it again and again and again. Um, and then you are set for the end of the year. So I'll link to those on the blog post, which is teachersresourceforce.com forward slash podcast forward slash 137 if you are interested in checking them out. And then you can have a look at them if you want to. Um, so yeah, those are my plans at the end of the school year. Can't wait, but I have to wait because <laughs> I'm not there yet. I still have a while to go yet. But if you are at the end of the school year, I hope that these help you. And that's it. If you found value in this podcast, as always, please do share it with a teacher friend and leave a review on iTunes. I'm always looking out for those. I love reading them and it really kind of keeps me inspired to create episodes for you. If you ever want to get in touch with me for a request or just for a chat, you can email me at katie at teachersresourceforce.com or you can send me a message in the Teach on Teach Strong Facebook group where we have a little community of awesome teachers who help steer the direction of this podcast. So I'd love to speak to you there too. Whichever way is fine. And that's it. Until next week, Teach on and Teach Strong. Bye.